haven't been under a rock for the last decade, you've already recognized that people are losing faith by the minute. I mean, literally exiting in droves. So how do we as millennials hold on to our faith in a world of unbelief? That's what I'm here to talk about. I'm your host, Courtney Grayton, and it is my belief that if we are intentional about building our faith, we will be able to live the abundant life that we've all been promised and face challenges with no fear. Stay tuned as I spill the beans on my journey as a Christian millennial and we'll grow together. So with this episode, I want to switch it up a little bit. In the first episode, I walked you through the beginning of my celibacy journey and, you know, getting started with talking about that topic. However, you know, for the last few days, I've had something on my mind and I just feel like God is telling me to throw a wrench in there and we can talk about, you know, what I have on my mind and then we can come back to the celibacy topic in the next episode. But I really want to talk about this because I want to be more transparent. You know, this Christian walk and this faith walk is not easy. There's always, you know, bumps and bruises. No one is perfect. And I want to really share that with you all. I've been wrestling with this this thought. And yesterday I went to the sisterhood service at Hillsong, New York City, where I've been going for a couple of months. And um, it was so much confirmation towards the end where the speaker Um, I believe her name was Lisa Harper. She's an author. She, you know, had like an altar call or a time where she was praying for everyone. And when she said these words, I was really just kind of stuck. Like, this is crazy. She's put, she put a lot of the thoughts that I've been having and the feelings that I've been having into words. And so um, I really just want to share this with you all because I think it's a common feeling and a common thought that a lot of believers have and young believers like myself. I still consider myself to be a young believer as I've really been serious about this faith walk for about maybe four years or so, you know, kind of up and down as far as my obedience and um, my faith, but definitely on a stronger streak for the last couple of years and um I definitely just want to share this because it's not easy it's not just one day that you wake up and you decide you want to live for Christ and you know your problems go away and and life just becomes so much easier because you you lean on God it's not easy to do that so yesterday at service Miss Harper she was speaking about knowing that you're loved by God but then also walking in that there's a difference between the two right so she came out of song of solomon and she you know spoke about a story in there where there was a a young woman who was one of solomon's wives and he was the king a great king at the time and before she became his wife you know she pretty much went at him she went smack she shot her shot then immediately after saying all these beautiful things about him, you know, she was she was struck with the beauty of this man. She immediately began to doubt and say, oh, wow, I really said all these things and I really kind of put myself out there before this king. Um, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. Why would he ever look at me, you know, as, as a normal person? Why would this king ever look at me and, and see anything great and you know when she initially started to talk about it I definitely felt that the feeling that she was describing was very familiar but I think it really hit me towards the end when everyone was standing and she said sit down if you don't always feel like you're loved or like you're seen by God or that 
he has enough love for you and I stood up I kept standing and she's like you know a lot of you are lying and immediately the spirit told me like you know that you do not always you're always doubting and you're always you know second guessing yourself and and telling yourself that you're not worthy and that you have all these things wrong with you that a lot of people people don't even know about but at the same time, you know, God's love is so much bigger. It's so much bigger than whatever little doubt I have or whatever bone I have to pick with myself, right? So I pretty much broke down in that moment. And I think that's something that we all have to talk about. Like, understand, just like Solomon's wife, he ended up, like, falling head over heels with her. She was his favorite there's a long passage in there of him just describing her beauty and really going into detail about the things that he really loved about her. And this is, you know, after she said all these beautiful things about him and then started to second guess herself and say, like, he's not going to even look at me. And then for it to be the complete opposite of what she assumed it would be and that he loves her and he poured his heart out to her and she was his favorite and everything like that. And so um, my heart was so broken because I I really felt that feeling. I was I'm still very familiar with that feeling. Like I said, this was last night. Nothing has changed. Uh, I mean, you know, my confidence and me being able to overcome this has changed, but I'm still going to have to put some time into combating the thoughts that I have on a daily basis that really show that I don't have 100% faith in the love that God has for me. I don't always believe that it's there. It's something that I can read in the Bible, and I and I believe the words in the Bible are true, but from my actions and from the thoughts that I have about myself, on I wouldn't say a daily basis, but a consistent basis, you know, one could assume, and God would assume that I don't believe that his love is there for me every day, and as much as it is, you know, I don't believe that his love is as grand as it is for me, little old me. So I had to take a pause for a bit because I really wanted to find this passage and read it to you all. So this is Song of Solomon 1, the beginning of the chapter. It's called Solomon's Love for a Shulamite Girl. And so in verse 2, she immediately, these are the things that she's saying about him. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth for your love is better than wine. Your name is ointment poured forth. The virgins love you. Draw me away. She goes on to say, Rightly do they love you. I am dark but lovely. Do not look upon me because I am dark, because the sun has tanned me. My mother's sons were angry with me. They made me the keeper of the vineyards, but my own vineyard I have not kept. And so, you know, through these words, she's saying that she's not worthy. She's not worthy of the love that she believes this beautiful guy has to offer. She's not worthy of that. She says, you know, her brothers have made her to work in the vineyard. She feels like she's way too low, right? So yeah, if you move down to verse 8, this is where he starts to combat that doubt that she had. I've compared you, my love, to my filly among um, Pharaoh's chariots. Your cheeks are lovely with ornaments, your neck with chains of gold. I really encourage you all to read through this and just see exactly the beautiful words that they say to each other um, and that they exchange. But the main point that I wanted to get at was that, you know, just like the Shulamite woman, a lot of us may feel that we're not worthy of God's love, whether you're a man or a woman, you know, you might not feel like you're worthy of God's love or that you may have done something that has pushed you away and that God will never forgive you for that, 
you know, and you might not even say this out of your mouth, but maybe your actions are saying that. Maybe your hesitation to draw back to him, maybe your hesitation to pray, maybe your hesitation to share about God to other people is 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 a, as a result of whatever shame you may have or whatever doubt you may have that he actually loves you and that he's like running after you, right? Um, and so I just wanted to come over here and talk about that. Like that's that's something like I literally broke down in in the ch- in the service. I could not contain myself. You know, we were worshiping everything, and I literally was like about to be on my knees because that feeling was so familiar. But the the reassurance that I was getting from what the women were saying on the mics was that God is forever running towards me so i posted this video on instagram a couple weeks ago of casey j you know speaking after one of her concerts or something like that um and she was talking about the particle son now i know the story of the particle son i've been in church my entire life so i've heard that story many of times but one thing that i did not know or even catch on to was the fact that when the son came back, the father was running to him with open arms. He was standing there and the father ran to him. And so I just want to encourage you. I mean, also encouraging myself at the same time that you may feel like you strayed away. You may feel like you've done so much that God will never forgive you for. But just remember that Every time, the second you decide that you're coming back to him, he's right there running towards you with open arms. Um, and so just just walk in that. Walk like you have the love of God all over you. Don't, you don't need approval from anyone else. You don't need anyone else's love. Even though we are here for love, we're here to love other people and to receive love. But understand that God's love is the best love you could ever have.